Let your name be glorified. You are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. We give you glory and honor. You are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. You are the Lord. You are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. You are the Lord. You are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. We give you the glory. We give you glory. And honor. You are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. You are the King. You are the King. Let your name be glorified. You are the Lord. You are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. We give you glory, Lord. We give you glory. And honor, you are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. And I worship you. We give you all the praise. You are who you are yesterday, today, and forevermore. What you said is what you do. You never fail, you never change. You are faithful to the end. Faithful God, I worship you. I worship you. Yes, you are. You are too faithful to fail me. Oh, Jesus, you are too faithful to disappoint me. You've broken yourself in my life, and I've come to realize that you are too faithful to fail me. To faithful, to faithful. You are to faithful to fail me. Oh, Jesus Christ. You are to faithful to disappoint me. You've fallen yourself in my life. And I've come to realize that you are too faithful to fail me. You are too faithful to fail me. You are too committed to leave me away. What is that you always finish? And I've come to realize but you are too faithful to fail me. 
want to start you always feeling Lord, I'm testified to your name that you are too faithful to fail me. Too faithful to fail me. You are too faithful to fail me. You are too faithful to disappoint me. You've broken yourself in my life. And I've come to realize you are too faithful to fail. You are too committed to leave me. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. You are too consistent to leave me halfway. What you start, you always finish. And I've come to realize that you are too faithful to fail me. Too faithful to faithful. You are too faithful to fail me. Oh, Jesus. You are too faithful to disappoint me. Amen. You proven yourself in my life. And I've come to realize that you are too faithful to fail me. Father, thank you, Shine of Jesus. Oh God, we worship you. We give you all the glory. Faithful are you, Lord. Faithful are you, Lord. Faithful are you, Lord. You have been so faithful. We are saying, Faithful are you, Lord. Faithful are you, Lord. Faithful are you, Lord. You are faithful, Lord. Faithful are you, Lord. Faithful are you, Lord. You've been faithful. Father, we thank you because you've been faithful to each and every one of us. And God, we worship you. We give you all the praises, oh God. Never fail us. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. Father, we worship you. We give you all the praises. We turn all adoration to you. We pray you do and our miss this morning and speak to us expressly in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' Amen. name we worship. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you for the opportunity to gather. We thank you for your mercies that are new every day. We thank you for this gathering that we have. We pray unto thee, Father, for us not to gather unto ourselves, but to gather unto you, for us not to continue to, to, to reveal flesh, but to reveal your mind, for your desires to be to, to, to be manifested in our lives, for us to know you more, to know your ways, and be able to walk in line with your ways. 
for us to hear the message that you have for us because like you said your mercies are new for you to reveal who you are in our lives so that we can be able to live a life eternal in you thank you for another opportunity thank you for the gathering thank you for every member or the also the faith that is present the ones that are not present let this message let it, re, re, let it reach them let it transform all of us and help us to be able to walk in line with your will and purpose for us in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much as a comfort for taking the worship. God is faithful. And his faithfulness is being revealed to us every day. And as we come to his presence, I hope he will continue to reveal himself so that we can know that he is the truth and the way and life for us to be able to live. So our topic today is falling in order to succeed. You know, when you think about, you know, if you really, if you really think about this topic, you said, it's like you said, for us to succeed, we have to fail. You know, that is what exactly he's saying. For us to succeed, we have to fail. You know, there's a motto. <clears throat> there's a uh, the motto for Federal University of Technology, our careers. Uh, it said. Uh, te technology for self-reliance. That is the motto of the of the of the university. And when you think about it, I think that is perfect. You know, you know, be, you know, for us to be able to be informed, to be equipped, for us to be self-reliant. But that is not who we are in the kingdom of God. You know, we are to know God, so that you know the revelation and the knowledge of God towards is to know that we are His creation. And we are created to be in unity with him so that we will be, you know, sufficient in him, not sufficient out of him. You know, the knowledge of, of the love of God or who God is, you know, has been revealed in Christ Jesus. He used to say that, you know, most of the time we think we can save ourselves. And that has resulted into more failure. You know, in the old earth, you know, true the perspective of Adam and Eve, when you think about it, it's mean, you know, men failing and failing. And for God now to now show us that we can't do it by ourselves. So our failure is to show us that we cannot do things by ourselves, that we can only succeed through Christ. And that is the reason why Christ came to show us the way to the Father. Most of the time, he said that for humans, there's always a longing to, to, to the unknown which is longing for God, but how can we get to God? So and we've been failing all this while until Jesus came to show us the way. And so our, our topic today is failing in order to succeed. Because without us knowing that we need him, we will continue to strive. But in our, our strive, it should bring us to, you know, the truth that, it is Christ that is the way to the Father. It is Christ that is the way to, to, to God. You know, that we need wisdom, just like James said. He said, if you like it, ask of it. You know. So for us, our topic today is for us to fail, you know, that, you know, failing in order to succeed. Because without that, we'll be, you know, if we're getting by, we will know, you know, that he is the one that is equipping us. But in order for us to know that, you know, our, our dependence is on God, 
sometimes we have to actually go through trials so that we know that we can seek for his help. Then we can acknowledge it and glorify him for even keeping us alive and all this work. So our, t- our text today is taken from John 1. Yeah, and it's taken from the New Living Translation. So I'm going to read from that New Living Translation. John 21. I'll quickly read to Rasta from the beginning. It says, verse 1 says, Later Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simon, Peter, Thomas, nicknamed and Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee and two other disciples. Simon, Peter said, I am going fishing. We will come to, they all said. So they went out in a boat, but they caught nothing all night. At the dawn, at dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, fellows, have you caught any fish? This is verse five. No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you get some. So they did, and they they couldn't haul it all in the net because there was so much fish in it. So then disciples, Jesus' love said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tonic for he had stripped off, stripped for walk, jumped into the water and headed to the shore. The other stayed in the boat and pulled the, lo- the loaded net to the shore for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them fish cooking over a charcoal and some bread. So our text today is, you know, our topic is it failing in order to succeed. It is basically our dependence on God for us to know that we are not made for ourselves. And in, in text, uh, in text of uh, John 15, 15 verse four through five, it says, in verse four, verse four, it says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you cannot do nothing. For us to be able to come to the acknowledgement of the fact that we are not, you know, we were not created to be by ourselves. We are created to be in God. And it is in God that we succeed. You know, sometimes it takes us, you know, you know, because we are uh, we are stubborn. Sometimes it takes us for us to stumble, for us to realize that we were not created by ourselves, for us to be able to do things by ourselves. And most of the time people succeed, you know, but eventually they will get to that place where they know they need help. And in the space of what we just read, from Peter and all the remaining disciples, they told all night and at dawn, and Christ just told them. So we were made to be in Christ, just like it is written in the text. Without, because without it, we will not be able to bear fruit. But sometimes it takes us falling for us to be able to acknowledge that. And also a text that I wanted to read before we move on. It's uh, taken from the book of Romans, chapter 5. From verse 3, it says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strengths of character, and the character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. 
And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how God, dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we're utterly helpless, when we, that's the statement from verse 6, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, we, now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though some of my perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. So from the fact is, at the right time, we were helpless. In that verse 6, that's the place I wanted to read it to. We were utterly helpless. And Christ came in. So for us, if we're still, you know, if we are, if we are still seeing, you know, maybe we are still, things are still go, going good for us. It's easy for us not to be able to set our gaze on God. But sometimes we have to stumble for us to be able to know that. We cannot save ourselves. And the groanings for us, we know that, that that the earth needed Christ because we were utterly helpless. We were con we continue to live and die in sin. You know, we continue to make sacrifices that it wasn't even appeasing God until Christ came. So we failed in order to succeed. We you know, we failed to recognize that we cannot help ourselves. Let me, so let's read the text, please. It says, sometimes God uses failure to get our attention and draw us closer to him. In John 21, the disciples went out in a boat, but caught nothing, nothing all night. At the dawn, at dawn, I mean, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. And he said, throw out your net on the right side, right-hand side of the boat, and you get some. So they did. And they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. And then, Jesus, then the disciples, Jesus loved, said to Peter, it is the Lord. Notice three things. The first one is, Jesus can do what you can do. As long as you think you can handle things on your own, he will let you try. As long as what worked for you in the past is still working, you won't reach for yourself. It is only when you run out of answers, you discover you will not succeed by your own strength or power. Or by my spirit says the Lord. You know, from that perspective, before you even read that Zechariah 4 6, it explains how we think as humans, because we're always relying on our own strength, because things are working in our own way. But now, as we are in Christ, we should acknowledge that we are we cannot do things by ourselves that we need to depend on God because it is in him that we find strength. But if we are out of him, you know, we might succeed for a moment. But like he said from the beginning, he came to give us life. So even though we think we're succeeding, we're still living in death. And on the judgment day, we will realize that we eventually fail. Because in human eyes, we might think we're succeeding, but we are failing because we don't recognize that we cannot you know, even get to the expected or even succeed on earth through uh, true success to live eternal life here, even right here without him. So, like you said, we cannot do, Jesus can do what you can do. And most importantly, we cannot even do anything without him, just like it was stated in that John 15, verse 4 and 5. We cannot do anything without him. So as long as we think we can do things on our own, it will let us try. And eventually we will fail. Just like, you know, we, we, we've been failing until he came in that Romans 5 verse 6. 
we were utterly helpless. And he came at that just right time to help us. So for us, we should know that he can do all things. In our uh, Zachariah, let's quickly read down our prophet Zachariah. Verse four and six. He said, and he said to me, This is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but my spirit says the Lord of heaven's armies. So it is not by what we, you know, by our striving. It is also acknowledging that we cannot do anything without him. And then we will succeed. We will succeed. So God can do more than you can. You can do. You know, we can only try, but God yeah, is the creator of all things. He created those things that we are even struggling with. So we should acknowledge it. The acknowledgement of knowing that we are just his creation alone should make us, you know, hand over things to him, not continue to strive with it. And sometimes he lets us try because we, you know, we are stubborn. He told his disciples, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. It didn't sound right because they've been telling all night. But by obeying him, they entered a level of blessing and abundance they never dreamed possible. At that time, at the right time, while we were helpless, he came at, the, at, the, at, at that right time. So for us, he can do it because he created the things that existed out of nothing that existed before. It is in that created those fishes that we are trying to, all those things that we are struggling with. So maybe sometimes, you know, we will need to, you know, to fail for us to be able to acknowledge, but it is more important for us not to even fail, not to even struggle with him, but to just seek him first before, you know, we continue living in our strive and our struggle. So it is important to know that he can do more than what we ever even think of to acknowledge that in our heart. And the third one, he says, God wants a relationship with you. And after eating breakfast and the disciples told Jesus, and after eating breakfast with the disciples, Jesus told Peter, take care of my sheep. You know, his purpose was revealed to him. This is my purpose for you. You know, it is in us, you know, striving with what, you know, we think is right. How we're going to make money. That's why we want to strive with it. Sometimes we fail to acknowledge that we need him for him to define what we want to do in our life. It is very important. And that's why sometimes we keep failing. So it's better, it is important for us to seek him, seek his presence for us to be able to discover his purpose for us instead of continuing to live in our strife. And he said, take care of my sheep in John 21, 17. So in verse, let's read from verse 15. He said, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? When you say, oh, more than this, more than all those things, you know, eating and all those things. Or say, do you love me more than this? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs. Jesus told them. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep. Then Jesus 
said in verse 17. At the third time, he asked them, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hot. And Jesus asked the question the third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. So eventually, now the fishermen don't care about, now fishermen don't take care of ships. Shepherds do. So what just happened? Jesus introduced Peter to his true calling and he will do the same for you. So sometimes we need to fail for us to be able to succeed in our calling because then we acknowledge him. Then we, you know, we seek his mind to know our, you know, our purpose, his will for us. Because if we are succeeding yeah, for, for a moment, we would think that is our purpose. But sometimes we need to fail for us to be able to know the true path to, it, to eternal life or a true path to his eternal will and purpose for us. So, you know, sometimes we struggle with these things. But like he was said in our Romans, some, you know, trials, all those things are supposed to shape us, supposed to, you know, move us towards the purpose that God has for us. And sometimes, you know, it lets it happen because we continue to struggle with it. So it is very important for us to be able to seek his mind for us not to continue to struggle with God's purpose for our life. I want to read one last text before I open it. Uh, in Second Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 10. Uh, verse 7, and this is Paul. He says, even though I, I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so the power of Christ can, be made, can walk through me. That is why I take pleasure in my weakness. In the insults, hardship, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. For us to be able to get to that point, you know, to know that our, our strength, our equipment is from, him, is from him, that is when we succeed. True success is, you know, for us to know that we are not made apart from Christ, that we are made in union with him. And right now we're striving. Let me know, like, yeah, I'm striving. You know, because, you know, sometimes it's better because we're scared of God's purpose for us. Or sometimes, you know, our mind, our old ways of doing things is too dominating us. Like, you know, like, ah, this is what I want. You know, sometimes we, you know, so we fail. And when we are helpless, Christ is there telling us that I can help you. You know, just yield to yield your will to me. Remain, abide in me, remain in me. It's only me that can equip you to be able to do this. And we will find out our purpose in that process. And God will help us. Because he's faithful. He's ready to help us. His word as you know, he reference his word all the time. Like he will help us. He will bless us. All we have to do is to obediently love him and you know, walk in line with his ways, his will and purpose for us. So it is true, sometimes it's very hard, like I said, so, but we strive and it lets us continue to strive until we come to that, 
you know, realization and acknowledgement that we cannot succeed without him. And I hope God will help us instead of continuing to strive to, but to seek his mind, to seek his desire, to seek his kingdom, you know, and to walk righteously with him. And all the things that we, you know, we never even, not even the things that we hope for, the ones that we don't know that he has plans for us will be revealed and it will be made manifest in Christ. Now God helps us. So let's have contributions today. I think this is very self-explanatory. It's our contributions today. Failing in order to succeed, that's our topic. Do I have anybody in the house that wants to say something? Radio silent. Hallelujah. I can help. I can help a little bit, uh, Brian. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm driving, so we are driving. Yeah, Brian, i driving right now. So pardon us. The, uh, the, the key thing in life that I think we need to put at the back of our mind, that because we fail doesn't mean it's the end of the story. But um, another thing that we need to, to try to... Um, to keep in mind also is that in our failure, what causes that failure and who is leading us in that failure? Um, we fail because we have exercised all our efforts, all our strength, and uh, it's all that's needed. Um, or do we actually go back to the drawing table to say, did I only use my effort or is God actually the one leading me into this that I am doing? Because if you read the story, right uh, Peter did everything he could do with his crew, with everybody else on his own ability that he knew how to do before. And he was working for him, but all of a sudden there was a failure and it never happened to him before. Maybe it had happened before, He's already packed, put his boat on the side and want to go away. But this time around, there is something happened that God get involved. And when God get involved, your failure will take a turn, a turn that will be blowing, mind-blowing for yourself. And basically, today's lesson is just telling us that we should allow God to help us through even when we are failing. Let God in. And um, I like it this morning when we uh, pray a prayer line this morning uh, that um, Brad Mike mentioned that we should just, uh, God gave a message to us this morning that yes, in spite of that failure, I don't know, before this message, before this teaching this morning, God already spoke on our behalf that we should not worry. Because we fail doesn't mean that that is the end. Turn everything over to him, and then he can make you even a successful person beyond your own imagination. The people know that it's going to be the rock that God is going to build the church on. Yeah, he became the rock when the Holy Ghost people that was led to Christ was led through came upon him and he started sharing the gospel. He became Barak. He became Barak on the day of Pentecost. And um, 
he was a fisherman. He didn't think that he was going to become a shepherd. And he became a shepherd by design, not by his own design, but by design of God. So is God designing us for a better purpose in our life? Do we allow him to flow through us? Or do we think because we fail in one, we fail in one particular area, or oh, there is no any alternative for us and we give in? Or even in our failure, we, turn, we go back to the drawing board and we invite God into that drawing board and God can help us to go overcome everything. So I just pray that God will help us to deliver, to surrender everything to him. Surrender everything to him. Not only one thing, not only our failure, because most of the time we only go to God when we have a need. And when we go through trouble, uh, sometimes we go to God, sometimes we run away from God. And that's what really, really baffles me that Shouldn't it be in time of trouble that you want to be in the presence of God more? Oh, I'm going through this trouble. That's the reason why I can participate in church activities. I'm going through this challenge. That's why I can participate in what's, what's my, 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 my purpose is in life because of the problem. Who is going to solve that problem? Isn't God? Isn't it God? So if we think we have a problem and we that problem is going to take us away from God, then that's not a good thing. We need to reevaluate our stand. It said, you can do nothing without me. And it said, branches cannot survive without the vine. And I just pray that God will give us that enablement to surrender to him and go back to him and give him the opportunity to make us what he wants us to be. Because now we want to be something. We want to achieve. We want to do that. But we have neglect what he wants us to be. Let's go and ask him what he wants us to be so he can have his way in our lives. May God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, sir. Um, like it was written on the text, he said, uh, and then Peter and when Jesus told them to go to the other side, it's its acknowledgement of our feelings that, you know, you know, acknowledge that we can do things by ourselves. Then we yield to him, like he said in his word, you know, that we cannot do anything without him. You know, most of the time when we're doing things without it, you know, and we're succeeding, we don't even know until we get to it, you know to a roadblock, to to a, to an end, the way we feel, then we will, you know, like you said, in our Romans 3, uh, 5, 6, he said, when we were utterly helpless, utterly, like, extremely helpless, he came just at the right time. And that is who he is. He is faithful. So, but it is better for us to acknowledge him rather than even failing. But like what was said by the pastor, even in our feelings, that should bring us, that should be a moment of truth. That we should know that we are, we cannot do anything without him. He shouldn't take us away from him. He should bring us to our knees to understand that we are his creation and we were made to be in him. Like, like from the beginning of creation, Adam and Eve, they were created to be with God in fellowship with him. That's why I said, like, God, in the top point, it says, God wants a relationship with you, you know? To, to be able to determine your purpose. He wanted, he had a relationship with Adam and Eve before they fell. And he gave them a purpose to have dominion, to turn things. So, but are we going to discover our own if you keep striving and to keep going on by our own self? You know, 
because it leads to death. It leads to more failure. For for us now is to acknowledge that, oh, all these struggles that I'm having, why don't I just seek the desires of God and know his mind? And he can, you know, have a relationship with him. And then he can reveal to me the path I need to, to walk in. In Christ Jesus, I hope God helps us. Thank you very much, Pastor. Do we have more contributions, please? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, I want to appreciate all the contributions and um, lots of time factor. Let me know into detail just, just to also contribute uh, what is laid in my heart. You know, um, you know, the Bible says that all these things, First Corinthians, they are written for our example so that we may also learn from the mistakes of others and know how to walk with God. Really, the Bible has made us clear that the, his calling is according to his grace and purpose. It is not what you know, we have done by our own works, no. It's according to his plans, according to his works and purpose that we are called, you know. So the Bible also, you know, makes us to understand in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse, verse 11 says, Wherefore also we pray for you. Peter was talking here. Say, we pray for the Thessalonians that your God will count you worthy of this calling, you know, and fulfill all the good pleasure of the calling of his goodness and the work of faith with power. So this was Paul's prayer, Paul's body, for them to realize, to be counted worthy of their calling. You know, Peter, when I when I when I the, the, when I read through the, the episode for today, you know, um, John 21, when Peter said, let's go fishing, I, I was laughing. <laughs> I was laughing because Peter has had a counter with the Lord. Peter has known the mind of God. You know, he knows what Christ came for. I, I mean, to a great testament, you know, even before Christ died, the Lord Jesus Christ died, he told them that he would die for the sin, for our sin, and be resurrected before them. And when Christ, you know, uh, you know, Peter, and when Christ was resurrected, he has some days of fellowship with them. So for Peter to, you know, to go fishing, it's a mistake to any, for any, you know, that any of us can also fall into you know, because of our desires, because of the things, our commitments that we have to take care of. But I was married, you know, it's only Paul that was never married, you know. So, but uh, what also surprised me when the Lord Jesus Christ appeared, of course, Jesus Christ has immortality. He can dissolve his body, can take on another body, which we also call it to anyway. So he would have put on a body that they, they, could, they, could, not, they could not relate with. But you know, and another thing he said, the fellow, Jesus Christ was referred to here as a fellow, which also made it difficult for them to identify. But it was, it was John, the beloved, that was able to say, ah, this is Christ, you know. So what I'm trying to say is that from even Peter's experience, we also know that, yes, it's not really by power. It is not by mind. But the grace is supplied. Christ has supplied, made his grace available. And that's why Paul was praying for the Thessalonians that you might be counted worthy of the call wherein you are called. You know, when we read uh, uh, Philippians 3, we see 
war Paul experiences, we see where his interest lies. We see, we see the struggles he had too. In several places in, uh, in the scripture, we see where Paul will, will say like, uh, I think, is it 2 Corinthians uh, 10, uh, 9, 929, our first Corinthians, where he will say, I boss my body, I bring it other subjection so that he will not be disapproved ultimately. And if we read first, if we read um, Philippians 3, where Paul was also saying that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. So that presupposes that there, are, there were challenges in his life, there were trouble in his life, there were the tendencies to give, to give up, there were so many things that confronted him, but he also knew the secret of falling on God for grace, for the supply of his spirit to enable him make his calling and a lesson short. So God is calling on us to make our calling and a lesson short. God, by, by his manifold wisdom, has justified us by the blood of the Lamb. We are justified. Justification is, 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 you know, is, is for us, we have been justified, is for us to know that on our own, we cannot do it. It's for us to know that we cannot attain perfection in one day. It's a process, progression. As we make mistakes, we say, God, I know that by the grace of God, none of us can fall into adultery. None of us hearing all these messages can still be, you know, going to fornication. And none of us can go into stealing or cheating. I know that. But there are small, small areas where we see stumble, we see fall. And we realize it, we say, God, we are sorry. And there are things that you have been calling to. And you have not been able to really work it out, to really do it in a way that you yourself will be at least have a measure of satisfaction to yourself. Oh, I have been able to do that. There, are, there is no body in the body in the church that does not have a calling. We, are, we all have calling. God has called us. There must be something we must do. We can do for the Lord. But sometimes we, we know it. We are not able to identify with it by actually doing it. That is a failure. That is a weakness. That shows that where you don't have the strength, then you can go to the Lord Jesus. I say, Lord, I need your grace. I need your strength. I need wisdom. I, I, I thank God that uh, a pastor was saying on Monday that, you know, uh, there was a word that came that has to do with wisdom in Proverbs. So you see, these are the things. God is making all this available. But are you willing? Are you, have you been able to identify your calling in the body? Are you praying, for, praying to God to help you? Are you willing to avail yourself to? These are the issues. <laughs> because when we are willing, God sees, you know, remember his God, he sees your heart. He know if you are just saying it with lips, he knows when you actually mean it. And when you mean it, he's going to supply you the grace. He's going to supply you the spirit. We will stumble, we will fall. But we arise again, we say, God, thank you. Sometimes I'm not able to wake up by four because I'm supposed to be waking up by 4 a.m. every day. But sometimes because of the health challenge, I know, I find it difficult to get up. I say, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me. It can be, it can be six at times, it can be four, you know, it can be five. I say, Lord, forgive me. 
you know. So these are the area that we need to save. So may the law, may the, may the law actually help us. But you should know that you have a call in your life. When you are fulfilling that small calling, let me use the words, you know, you know, because we know our pastor is laboring day and night on this platform, you know. But there are some of us, maybe at the dime, we just, we just, we just uh, connect, you know, or, or we may not even have prayed, we just come and connect. But he would have done some prayer, he would have read it, because it's possible the person that's supposed to coordinate may not be available. And he, he, has to, he has to read it, he has to study it, to be able to deliver is bound on him. It's bounding on him. He cannot do otherwise. So, but there are some of us, there are things we can also do. It may not be open, but God takes the record, he knows. So it's for us to work together to, to you know, to strengthen the body. It's a body, and we are part of that body. May the Lord bless his word to our heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. Question. Thanks for this. Amen. Uh, thank you very much. Yes. Thank you very much. Like you said, sometimes, you know, we'll go through all these things. But the most importantly is for us to acknowledge it, to know that we cannot do anything without God. And, you know, it's not basically acknowledging it. It is to seek him so that we, we you know, we can actually know his will and our purpose in crisis. I'm forced to be able to, you know, to stay committed with our will and purpose. Like you said, we cannot do anything without it. We have to be in it for us to be able to be, you know, functional in his body. And like our sister said, every one of us, you know, we have a purpose, you know. And just like what Peter said, you know, instead of him continuing, after, like, after, after a minute, after being with Christ for, you know, not just, you know, for a while, Christ was still telling him, like, this is your purpose, you know. And from the beginning, God, Christ revealed his purpose to him, even the first time. They met, like, I'll make you fishes of men, not, you know. But eventually, he said, this is your purpose, you know. You know, you know, the sheep, the flocks, that is, you know, you know, for you not, you know, for you to be shepherd, for you to, for, for you to be in me, and I can, you know, Christ can use it, you know, to tend to his sheep. So, I hope God will help us. Do we have any other contributions? I'll call it back. Uh, yes. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you, and thank everyone uh, who have uh, contributed. And also those who are listening in, some are probably at work or something. Uh, my uh, contribution is more about how do we see failure? Do we see failure as uh, simply failure, mm. or we see it as one of the tools mm. that, you know, it's being used either for us to uh, pay more attention to certain things or something that we need to learn before we leave. Now, you and I know that when you write an exam and you probably do a EJUJ, and what that means is that you don't know the answer, you just pick and choose. You know, there's every possibility that sometimes people pass doing that, right? The fact is, you know, yes, you pass certification, great. Oh, everybody celebrate it. But there are certain things that you have missed, right? As a result of you not um, 
haven't gone through that process of making. It's like, I've baked. Yes, you passed. Everybody saw the license or the result of certification. But there are certain things that you don't know yet. And what that means is that when we, when we pass or when we experience failure, right, it does not necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. I'll give an example. The first time I wrote my driving, you know, uh, road test, right, uh, I failed. And the question is, why did I fail? I passed every other stuff, but when it comes to the four-way traffic mm -hmm. test, I failed that one. Mm -hmm. Because instead of me waiting to, be, to get to my turn, before I moved on, Isn't that it wasn't my turn? One, if into a public transit vehicle, mm. the guy was like, "You know what? I'm sorry, you did everything all right, but this one, I can't give you a pass on it." I was pissed. I said, "Okay," but do you know that every time I get to four-way stop, that comes to my head. Mm. It kicks in immediately that I failed my first test because of this four-way stop. And since that time, I've always been conscious. Now, if he had passed, who knows? I wouldn't have taken that into consideration. I would have just said, it is no wahala. Because not just if, but the lives of everyone in my vehicle. Mm. One, the people who are probably put in my vehicle might have, you know, lost their lives as a result of that as well. Mm. So what does that tell me? It tells me that sometimes what we are looking at as failure is actually not failure in the real sense of it, is that God is teaching us something that when you hold on, you will get what you need to get for the next level. Mm. Because when you get to the next level and that is missing, it could cost anything, it could cost money, it could cost life, it could cost property, it could cost anything. So, and it's the same thing even in our lives too. When you see someone who is half-baked spiritually and is trying to question some demons, they can slap him <laughs> and nothing will happen. You see people go for deliverance. The devil, the demon, will jump out of the person they are delivering, will jump on the person. <laughs> Things happen. We have all seen that. And God doesn't want, you know, his own children to be half-baked, you know, Christians. So sometimes the reason why we experience certain things is not necessarily because, you know, um, it's, it's not a negative thing. Probably I should put it that way, to fail. Or failure is always a negative thing. It does necessarily not mean that it's a negative thing. It might just, and sometimes imagine you, you know, wanted a job. And, you know, you didn't, you didn't get the job. You interviewed for it. It could be that you missed something. God might want to use that interview to get you the necessary tools you need to pass a better job that you will get a better pay for and will even give you time to serve God. So there are so many things that is attached to certain things that happen, you know, um, not according to how we plan it. Because failure is failure when things don't go the way you want it. 
sometimes they say, that thing didn't work out, I failed. Oh, that thing, I didn't pass that exam, I failed. But in the real sense of it, you might not have failed. It might just be that there's something you need to learn there to take it to your next level. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, like, like it's like we've read in this text, you know, the failure that we think of, it's maybe we're thinking of it in the context of the secular world, you know, you know, the trials and things we go through, like you said, uh, the trials in that Romans 3, Romans 5, three, uh, 5, 3 to 7 or 3 to 6 that I read, it's meant to it's meant to build us up. So we're not talking about, you know, we're talking about you know, stumbling so that we can get up and look onto God. Everything you said sir, is very perfect. If you're thinking about failure from the sense like, ah, you are failed. You know, it's humans that, you know, that say all those things. God doesn't see us as failures. Like you said, in that, uh, in verse six of that Romans five, verse six, he said, when we're utterly helpless, when we, you know, we couldn't even help ourselves, when we are failed in the human eyes, you know, in the eyes of, you know, our accuser, Christ came at the right time, at just time he came. So for us, you know, failure, it's an avenue for us to acknowledge our weakness as humans and to seek God for help. So, you know, like what our brother just said, you know, during those times that things doesn't go well with us, I think that is the time for us to know that maybe we have been working, we have not been working in his, in his wheelhouse for us. That is ways that maybe we don't know his ways. And he's trying to tell us many times, even without our trials, God is speaking to us. For most of the time, we go by our God. We go by our own strength. So sometimes we need failure to, you know, to, you know, push us to know that, wow, man, I've been doing things without God. And it is very good. You know, in the in sense of it, you know, most people don't won't acknowledge it. Like what our brother just said, you know, might be thinking failure as something bad. Ah, you know, even parents say, you're a failure. You know, but there's nothing, there's no failure in Christ. Just like what our sister just said, even Peter that was with Christ went back to his profession. Well, did Christ come back and tell them, but Christ asked him, do you love me more than this? More than all this? If you love me, then feed my flock, feed my sheep. So even in failure, and failure is only to humans because there's nothing, you know, nothing has failed, you know. So far there's life, nothing has failed. Even after that, there's still, hope. so, you know, in Christ Jesus. So there's nothing like failure in his death. It is supposed to make us come to him and we can acknowledge our weakness and in, in that we can be strong because now he's in charge of our lives and I hope God will help us. So for us not to continue to live in that sense of that we failure. But right now he's saying it's a good thing, you know, failing in order to succeed. That is our topic today. We need, you know, sometimes we need to fail to be able to acknowledge who God is in our life. So sometimes failing is needed to for us to succeed or most important it is good for us to acknowledge our weakness you know and we should seek strength for god to be able to help us through. thank you everybody our time is fast spent uh, uh, let us pray heavenly father we thank you for your word that has come especially this morning we thank you for what you revealed in our life
We thank you for your, your salvation, your gift of life to us in Christ Jesus. Because he said in your word, when we were utterly helpless, and we are always helpless without you, help us to understand this. Help us, O oh Lord, to yield to the Spirit, to know that we cannot achieve anything without you. That it is by you that we even have life. Because without you, we will have been living a life that results in death. But in you, we have eternal life. Father, thank you for your love, for your kindness, for your grace, for your word that has come expressly in our life today. Like you've said in your word, that we need to acknowledge that we are weak without you. Help us to know this truth. Help this truth to lead us to you. Help us to seek you anytime we stumble. Help us not even to continue to walk in line with our own will, but to seek your desires, to seek your kingdom, to seek you for us to be able to walk in line with your will and purpose for us. And like you said, we were created to be in union with you. Help us to have a relationship with you, Father. Help us to seek your mind and desires. Help us to live for you, not continue to live for ourselves. Help us not think that based on the knowledge or the revelations you are giving us, that now we are equipped to do things by ourselves. Help us not to live that way. Help us to live for your love, for your grace. And let your name be glorified in everything we do in Jesus' name. We thank you on behalf of every member of our household and the household of faith that are, that, that, that are joining, that ones that are not joining. Father, help them to know your truth. Father, speak today. He said, you said, God has poured your, you pour your spirit in our hearts. Father, help us to all receive you. Help us not to, help us not to live for us, but to live for you, to yield to the spirit so that you can teach us your way. We, we can know your ways and be, and walk in line with your ways and purpose. Thank you, Father. We commit the rest of our days unto you. We commit all members of our household and the household of faith unto you, our children and every member and every 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 extended members of our household and all the household of faith worldwide. The grace to come to the full knowledge of your love for us in Christ Jesus and to be able to leave this love out, to be an expression of it, not just continue to speak about it. Most of the time we speak a lot. That's why we have. We have a lot of churches in the world. We speak about this, but the grace to be able to do it, oh Lord, to, to live for you, to express your love. But that, that's what we're praying for this morning. Let your name be glorified. Yes, Let your name Amen. be glorified. Thank you for Thank you, Lord. precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's share the grace of fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love of God, love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us, be with us forevermore. Amen. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you, everybody, for joining. God bless you. God bless you. Amen.